For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Ike to Gone. What's up, everybody? Ike Feldman here from IkeTheGone.com. Thank you again, as always, for the downloads, the subscriptions, the likes, the favorites, the retweets, the double taps, the LinkedIn thumbs up, whatever you guys are doing. Thank you so much. I've incorporated now a new thing called Ike's Likes. Well, it's not new. It's a resurrection of the the, the print medium. Obviously, this is video. You, if you're listening to this on the podcast, that's audio in your ears. But if you go to IkeDagon.com and you scroll about three quarters down the page before you get to the picture of me all shredded and eight-packed like, you'll find out why if you get there. But before you get to the eight-pack, there's a little tab that says Ike's Likes Blog. I now started writing again because why not? You know, it's Sometimes people need to hear you to understand you. Sometimes people need to see you to understand you. All the people on the listening portion of this, you have no idea what I'm doing right now, but I'm incorporating high-level breakdance moves. And some other people need to see it to believe it. So whatever you like to watch, listen, or read, I got you covered. Ike's Likes, the blog. I'm putting it out on all social media platforms besides Instagram. I'm very uh, lackadaisical when it comes to Instagram. I just, I feel like it's more of like a different style of art, man. And I just haven't necessarily figured out the hashtags yet, but I'm getting there and uh, I hope you guys will like it. So this episode, more pissed off fighter talk against the UFC brass. I'm going to be taking you back uh, about a week or two weeks back in explaining this story. Last week, I talked about John Jones wanting more money to move up to heavyweight and fight the craziest knockout artist in UFC history and Francis Ngannou. I also mentioned Jorge Masvidal and Henry Cejudo and Conor McGregor and social injustice. But on this week, I will specifically focus on my man, Street Jesus, Jorge Masvidal. So, let's begin. In a valiant effort to courageously voice his opinion, UFC veteran and 2019 MMA Fighter of the Year, Jorge Masvidal joined the biggest sports show that he could join and voice his opinion. This is the pro of the UFC. There's only pros of the UFC joining on ESPN. He joined SportsCenter, talked with the great Kenny Main. So it makes me wonder, like, I, I can't eat this one, I can't eat that way, which I can only take exactly what you offer and give me, and I've done that my whole career now for once, I'm voicing my opinion, and, and they're not liking it at all, they're putting the foot down on it, but um, 
Got to get fair at one point, not just for me, but for all my comrades. Do you get support from other fighters? Have other folks called you and said they appreciate you sort of taking the lead? Oh, I get tons of that on public and on private. You know, and the ones that are in private are kind of like, man, thank you for doing this because I could never do this. And then there's always the UFC white knights, you know, guys that the UFC has hired, whether they're doing commentating or something for the UFC, that are always going to speak out against a guy like me. It's, it's hot. This won't be the first time. It's not going to be the last. Every time somebody stepped out of line, other fighters, UFC company men, will come in and put that person in place and this is this and this and that. I'm not asking to get more money. I'm just asking to get a bigger revenue of what I bring in. And I think that's fair for everybody across the board, you know? Many fighters, some unknown, some known, that they're just kind of scared to voice their opinions and how the corporate UFC white knights basically fighters who should be on side of fighter it should be fighter v ufc management or ufc executive fighters they're kind of defending ufc management while not necessarily defending every single fighter maybe they're defend defending their style of business and how they negotiate for deals so they're kind of just a lot of defending and jorge masvidal doesn't like these white knights because he believes they're trying to undermine what he's trying to do or what Nate Diaz is trying to do and that's represent the different breed of fighter not every fighter went to college had a wrestling scholarship is supremely book smart some fighters were born in mountains and caves and favelas off the streets of LA fighters have many different stories and Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz just want to represent and explain that not every fighter is the same and they will go out on their shield just because they sign a dotted line doesn't mean that they they gave up their soul or their health and stress is worth signing a contract which they believe should be redone and they should be outpaid more but we'll we'll get back to that the fighters that Jorge Masvidal is referring to it, that our UFC commentators and active and former fighters are Daniel Cormier, DC, the former UFC light heavyweight and heavyweight champion, and Chael Sonnen, ESPN commentator, podcaster, Ariel Hawani co-host, and former, I believe, three-time title challenger, Chael Sonnen. These guys are wordsmiths. They're word maestros, they're expert when it comes to the spoken word, they're very entertaining, they're very captivating, they, they can be provoking at times. So Jorge Masvidal is just warning everybody that they are a loaded gun and he fears that fighters like Daniel Cormier and Chael Sonnen, if they're pointed in the wrong direction, not exactly pro fighter, that can be very, very dangerous. So now I get it. Business is business is business. Why disrupt the chain of power, the flow of money that's been set in place for decades by the UFC, the Fertitta brothers, Zufa, and now WME, Hunter Campbell, IMG, uh, Ari Emanuel, and the new regime, Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby. Why disrupt that? I mean, it's no coincidence that the latter names that I just listed couldn't come to a contract with Nate Diaz. It took about three years to figure out Nate Diaz. He lost three years in his prime. 
They could have done the trilogy with Conor McGregor. They could have put Nate Diaz and Khabib together. You always hear one side of the story where it's Nate Diaz or Jorge Masvidal. We offered him 50 contract or Nick Diaz, Nate's brother. And they just won't sign. They won't commit. But the UFC is never blamed because times move on and the casual fight public don't pay attention to it. But I pay attention to it. And I believe there should be somebody different to advocate for the fighter that's less book smart, I guess. I mean, they're street smart and they have common sense and they're very intelligent and witty in Masvidal and Nate Diaz. But maybe they don't do business the way you do it. Seriously, like not everybody's going to shake your hand and be like, I got you, pal. We got a deal. Two years. I'm your guy. No, some people want a little more then money and a handshake, maybe it's respect and opportunity. Henry Cejudo, who is well-spoken. John Jones, who is well-spoken. Both of them went to college. Both of them have traveled the world. Obviously, Cejudo more because of the Olympics. They've gone out on their shield more poetically, I guess you could say. Or poetic uh, poetry can be interpreted by different eyes. Some would say Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz style is poetic. But John Jones and Henry Cejudo, they tipped their cap to the UFC and they said, hey, uh, we're not liking what you're doing. John Jones took off his gloves a lot more, actually. But Henry Cejudo, the well-traveled, well-spoken, Mexican-American, Olympian, gold medalist Olympian, two-division UFC champion, just wants a bigger opportunity and more money for that opportunity and he's just tired he said he's been competing for 20 years and he just wants to be rewarded and yeah it's it's financial reward but with that financial reward and today's day and age it's it's not who you kill with the sword and if you took over the kingdom it's how much you pay them or how many followers they have is how much respect people have for a public figure an athlete celebrity actor whatever so Cejudo, Jones, Masvidal, Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor all have something in common. They want to be shown respect by given opportunity and rewarded financially. So, yes, a lot of fighters now are going against the grain. Why? Because if nobody stands up to the system that the UFC has in place then the continuation of this pay abuse will continue. Fighters shouldn't be fighting for $5,000, however much is the entry. It should be 50K. If you are in the UFC, maybe the UFC shouldn't let every athlete in the UFC then. Maybe they keep the card smaller, but if you are in the UFC... You should be making at least 50K, 80K, 75,000 for your first fight. It's ridiculous when you see a fighter put everything on the line. And it's an old model that Dana White says if you show up, you do this three times in a year, I'll get your title fight in two years. If you stay undefeated and you draw eyeballs, it's a little ridiculous because you would think Conor McGregor changed things for the better and high tide raises all ships. But McGregor, remember this, he's always looking out for McGregor, Team McGregor, his teammates, his family. And 
even McGregor could be getting more money if you think about it. He could be doing his own promotion. He doesn't have to do the uh, Cowboy Cerrone fight through the UFC. He doesn't have to do a Nate Diaz trilogy or a Floyd Mayweather rematch or a Paulie Malignaggi boxing match in Ireland. He can do all this on his own. It just shows you, even at the highest level, the the most highest grossing athlete in combat sports history still relies on the company to do some of his handlings and promotion but even mcgregor needs the ufc so he's he's changed things because he's been just a lightning bolt of energy and power and drawn eyeballs to the sport casual fans and he's extremely captivating but it's still not figured out and i don't believe he is the Muhammad Ali of this time. I don't think it's in his uh, his DNA to be the Muhammad Ali of his time. Muhammad Ali was fighting so many enemies and opponents at his time, not just the Sonny Listons and the George Foreman and the Joe Frazier's in the boxing ring, but he was fighting social injustice. Muhammad Ali was fighting uh, boxers' underwhelming pay. So. When I classify Muhammad Ali as the end-all, be-all for role models, I, I really believe that. And uh, it's just, it's sad. I don't know when the the UFC fighters or MMA fighters as a whole will fully get paid. But hopefully it's on the ESPN era. It's a, it's a five-year contract. The UFC and ESPN has uh, what was initially a five-year contract. They extended it to seven years. So now after a year and a half has passed, January 2019 was the first card on the ESPN era. It's five and a half years left. This is the first round of a UFC fighter and UFC fighters, elite fighters with power and say are, are making themselves heard. Whether that's by SportsCenter appearances or big time tweets or public appearances or just not showing up I, I think another round of this will happen with inside the ESPN era and I hope at that time a lot more noise is made and the fighters are getting a lot more money because if uh, every fighter is just banking on Conor McGregor always being the cash cow because the money he makes trickles down to them uh it's not enough somebody needs to say something somebody needs to really make their mark felt and somebody who has this much controversy surrounding them like Conor McGregor is not the guy to lead the ship John Jones could be I mean but he still has a, a very sketchy timeline of uh, mishaps and missteps in his career but uh, somebody somebody has to step it up but I don't know. I don't know. Is it Jorge Masvidal? Because apparently you can't just win and get what you want. You can't just be a fighter that goes out there, wins every single fight you have lined up for you, every single championship fight, defend every opportunity you get because that's not enough. In other sports, I've mentioned this before, the Tiger Woods, the Cristiano Ronaldo's, the Tom Brady's of the world, all they do, the Peyton Mannings, all they do is win. And then they show a little personality on a State Farm commercial. And then they make their own little uh, logo and their little thing. But all they had to do was win. All they had to do was concentrate on winning. 
apparently in prize fighting or in the fight game combat sports you have to not only be a fighter and win and do one of the hardest jobs in the world of all time are you freaking kidding me locked behind the door and you got to punch this person until somebody stops holy crap that's a hard job but you have to promote it you have to tell somebody why you're going to do it you have to tell somebody how you're going to do it you have to tell somebody when you're going to do it what round you're going to do it you have to scream at the top of your lungs to get attention it's kind of bull crap and it's an old freaking model jorge masvidal henry cejudo amanda nunez the kind of quieter fighters even Nate Diaz, the kind of quieter fighters they do their talking in the cage literally too some of the street guys they don't necessarily have to act crazy and just be animals sales people business people they just win and that's all it should be the UFC making it to ESPN should be it. We should be done with this whole model of this bull crap. I got to pick a chair up at a press conference like the WWE. That's what pisses me off that everybody starts to kind of blur the lines with WWE and UFC because the the show that's put on before the fight. Muhammad Ali was classy. He was smart. He was witty. He was clever. And he was just the perfect fighter. Not only because his fights were exciting, he did some talking with his movements and his gestures inside the, the, the ring, but he also was a poet. He was a beautiful poet. He wrote strong and witty and sharp lyrics in press conferences and read them. He was very fast on his feet, literally and verbally speaking. And uh, it showed. And... I don't know when that fighter will rise up in the UFC and just be a lightning bolt or a role model that everybody can look to and point to as that's how you handle yourself as a fighter. Conor McGregor, John Jones, they aren't the guys. Amanda Nunes, Jorge Masvidal, they could be. They're well-spoken, but apparently they don't win over the business people and the people that control the power and the dollars. But... Back to Jorge Masvidal, the biggest problem I have, as I mentioned, Jorge Masvidal is not comfortable with these white knights kind of taking away from his money and kind of convincing the public. Because like I said, Daniel Cormier and Chael Sonnen, they're wordsmiths. They're masters of the word. And I give credit, Aaron Hawani, who this, uh, both these, uh, the clips that I'm going to play for you, they're from the DC and Hawani and they're from the Ariel Hawani podcast. Ariel Hawani is pro fighter and he wants these guys to get paid. I don't believe it's a shtick. He's had his uh, verbal spats with Dana White, but he is always pro fighter and always wants the fighter to get their due and get their respect. And at times he rubs Dana White and these white knights at the, uh, he rubs them the wrong way. And I'll, I'll play the clips for you. But again, Daniel Cormier says his way of business has gotten him this far and he just agrees with his style and I'm not going to agree uh, disagree with him so much. I mean, I agree your style has gotten you where you are, but your style isn't the end all be all. None Nothing in my contract has changed from when I was the champion. Oh, dang. So. Hey, it's good to be the corporate champ, baby. It's good <laughs> to be the <laughs> but again, it's not even about the corporate. It's just about the way to handle business. So it's right. like, Ariel, think about it. Like when all these guys are saying that I'm like this and this and this, like maybe I'm just telling you the easiest way to go make a deal. Mm. Because 
It works for me. And I'm not asking. It's not like I'm going, okay, guys, could I just have? All right. I'm not just sitting there going, okay, guys, can I have 750000 instead of 300000 You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not right, right. saying that. I'm not asking for a little bit of money. It's not like I'm shortchanging myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm asking for a lot more money than I'm contracted to have. But because I do it in the right way, things work out. That's it. So maybe I'm not the corporate. Maybe it's not that I'm being corporate. Maybe I'm being the in the way that allows for you to get business done. No, there is and a you, lesson there. You know There's what I'm saying? A... Like, maybe I'm just trying to tell you how to get business done and it work out for you opposed to... uh um, doing it publicly. And I, I saw, I, again, like the other day I saw Mr. Big Masvidal, right? Oh. I appreciate all you guys that supported me, but at the end of the day, now he's not getting his title shot right. and he's not getting his money. So yeah, thanks for all the support, but are you guys going to cut me a check for $2 million? I think that's what it was reported that he made for Diaz. Like, are they going to get like, are these, all these people going to give him $2 million is what I'm asking. But DC, Daniel, maybe if you marketed yourself a little better, maybe if you put yourself in a position, maybe if you gambled on yourself, maybe you put the chips on yourself, bet on yourself, and told the UFC if you became heavyweight champion, if you beat John Jones, maybe you would be in a, a further threshold of pay. But I understand it's it's your style, but you also have to understand that not everybody's gonna do business like you. This handshake and uh, jolly jolly whatever just happy-go-lucky type of style and yes sir yes sir yes sir at times dc has been called the corporate guy because he just plays it to the game and then some uh too close to the chest his actual feelings and his actual expressions and sometimes john jones will call him out for that and dc does show a glimpse and a chink in the armor and uh kind of express himself uh voice himself Kind of that that Louisiana kid, but at times he keeps it like the business guy and he keeps it close to the chest. But again, not everybody's going to do business with you. This is fighting. This isn't how many suits you can sell or how many microwaves you can sell on the street. This is about fighting. And the number one thing should be winning. And if you're winning, you should have some type of respect and opportunity and control on your side. But Daniel Cormier doesn't agree with how Jorge Masvidal says uh, how he does business. Uh, another white knight, as I mentioned, Chael Sonnen. Chael P. Sonnen. He says the P stands for icon. Yeah, he's got a whole stick. He's amazing. But Chael's just hell-bent on this whole, oh, my, my grandfather, my father's father, if we have a deal, then we keep the deal, and that's it. And if you don't like it, you walk away. Why'd you shake the guy's hand in the first place? Uh, listen to this clip and thank you, Errol Hawani, for kind of correcting him because there are many fighters who renegotiate and reevaluate and restructure contracts. And this has happened in football. This has happened in uh, baseball with arbitration. This has happened with fighting with Conor McGregor and John Jones and Daniel Cormier himself. So, Chael Sonnen, uh, while it's a, it's a shake your hand type of attitude, and I understand that. You also were one of the biggest draws in the UFC. Maybe you didn't notice. Maybe you were in a, a, a little bubble of your own. And UFC always gave you the checks and the side money for the Anderson Silvas and the John Jones fights. 
and all your marketing in Bellator. Same reason why you're in Bellator, why your headline events out of shape now. I don't know what happened to your abs. It's because of your mouth. It's because of your mouth. You may be in your bubble and you may not notice, but your style is a little broke and a little old-fashioned in my opinion. Guys became ungrateful. And I think that that is a very bizarre thing. My father, rest his soul, if he was here right now and I ever treated a boss that way, he would still take me behind the barn and teach me the lessons of life. Number one being, you shake hands, you have a deal. A deal is a deal? No, they'll sit down and renegotiate. Connor, John, DC, all these guys, they've renegotiated a bunch of times. And so why is it like this now? Is it because we're in the midst of a pandemic? Is it because there's no gate? That's a fair That's a fair argument if you want to make that argument. But you can understand why a guy like Jorge now says, well, now it's my turn to renegotiate. I've been seeing everyone else for the past 18 years renegotiate. Why can't I renegotiate? And then you could say back to him, well, bad timing, bud. Midst of a pandemic, this is when your number gets called and, you know, we'll, we'll lift the fight another day. But you will agree, this is not a crazy thing, right? People renegotiate all the time while they're locked into a deal. I will tell you, yes, that that, that does happen a lot. So yeah, Chell just wants you to put on your hard hat zip up your overalls or that's a, put on one overall at a time and just go in the cage sacrifice your life and you, you sign that deal except that shale was one of the most popular fighters of all time he was the founding fathers of promotional talk and mixed martial arts you have tito ortiz chael sonnen conor mcgregor and that's it so chael sonnen to say that Everybody needs to be treated the same and you shake a hand on a contract and that's written in stone forever. He needs to reevaluate. He needs to reevaluate things and uh, get in with the times because I understand he's the country boy and he lives by a different code, but you should also respect the code of an Anderson Silva. Somebody who grew up with not a lot of money, didn't, couldn't afford a gym membership, was very poor, didn't go to college like you, didn't try to run for office like you. All he did was win, and when the UFC didn't compensate him as much as he would have liked, he showed it in the cage with his actions. If only Anderson Silva could have spoke a little better English and been a little more boisterous about his opinion. We we saw it in his later years when he just pulled out of fights. He wanted fights. He kind of bashed the UFC. But Anderson Silva was that classy champion. And Chael Sonnen, he was, uh, he was a mess. And he, he drew a lot of eyeballs because he was a mess. And he was very witty and clever and sharp with his words. But it was shtick at the end of the day. And I want to talk about what else could be shtick. Daniel Cormier says he, this is serious. I believe, I don't know. I don't know if I believe this. You guys got to be the judge of this. Daniel Cormier says he would corner Dana White in a fight against the widely popular ESPN personality, Dan Lebitard. Dana White, Dan Lebitard. Oh, goodness. I can't wait for that one. I'm cornering Dana. I'm cornering Dana. I want to corner Dana if he fights Dan Lebatard. You are going to corner Dana White. I'm going to corner my boy because Dana White. Jorge Masvidal said like that he's going to train Lebatard for this fight. Yeah. Oh man, it'd be good. I don't have to train Dana. You know, we'll get. Hey, listen, team. Hey, hey, team White. 
Team UFC, we're going to hire the best nutritionists. We're going to hire the greatest trainers. We're going to hire the best boxing coaches. We're going to do this thing in the most scientific way that it's ever been done. Your true colors come out, buddy. Your true colors come out. The corporate company man, DC. Now, again, I don't know if this is stick. I don't know if this is who he really is and he just doesn't like Jorge Masvidal and that type of mentality and style just grinds his gears and he just can't be receptive or understanding to a style like Jorge Masvidal but it it is provoking the audience and if he believes this that his way is the only way to do business it's a joke because the UFC and most importantly the fans are losing out on fighters careers and fight opportunities from Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz, Jorge Masvidal not getting the title shot at UFC 251. It's pretty awful and again not everybody's going to do great business with the hoity-toity business guys that the UFC has sitting down with these fighters or the UFC fighters management. The management is supposed to get the message out of the fighters when they sit down in this meeting. And if management's not doing an excellent job, then you could blame management a little. But at the end of the day, the UFC is not seeing eye to eye with the fighter. Like that is the surface of it. That's the headlines of everything. And it doesn't help when active and former champions and title challengers like Daniel Cormier and Chael Sonnen are challenging these fighters and trying to put their two cents in and their two cents is worth two cents you know it's gotten them where they are and they're incredibly successful but why are they stopping the fighter from bettering themselves and instead of just why doesn't DC reach out to Masvidal or try to get him on the show and talk to him, express himself, and tell him why he thinks he's doing business wrong? Why? It's because the egos, one, and maybe two, he doesn't want to get into an argument. And three, if he's proven wrong, then the UFC's like, damn it, we lost our aces in the hole with Chael Sonnen and with a Jorge Masvidal. I guarantee you, if Jorge Masvidal sat down with Chael Sonnen or Daniel Cormier, he would change their minds. And they would have to respect it because he is a hell of a fighter and a very intelligent man. He deserves everything he's worked for. He's gotten to that point that he deserves a big paycheck and a title shot in the same night. And it's unfortunate that the UFC can't come to terms with it. That's It really is sad. And I'm going to write a Ike's Likes article on this. I'm sure this will be coming out about at the same time. But... Uh, one last thing before I wrap this episode up. The most under-the-radar story from this past week is Amanda Nunes has hinted at retirement. Yes, the greatest women's fighter of all time who headlined UFC 250. The the fight night where Conor McGregor re- released his third retirement tweet and kind of stole her steam away, which was her night. She's the greatest women's fighter of all time. She's... Probably top four, top five greatest fighter of all time, male or female. And sadly, she seems to just never get her due in this sport. She is the Cristiano Ronaldo, the Tiger Woods, the Tom Brady of the sport. Just wins, wins, wins. Except she doesn't get her due. UFC freaking 200. 
Uh, everybody forgets that she headlined the card against Misha Tate and won the title in that card. Everybody remembers Brock Lesnar being on that card. UFC 207. The UFC just focused on Ronda's return instead of Amanda Nunes's ascent to stardom. And in the post-fight press conference, she was just humble. She just goes about her business. She is how a champion handles her business. She, her story is amazing. She's openly gay. She hasn't had a lot of money from the uh, uh, her when she lived in Brazil. She lives in Florida now, trains out of American Top Team. But her story needs to be told. And, yeah, another part of her story, she was low in her career. She had a, a losing streak inside the UFC. She reinvented herself, uh, changed up her strength and conditioning program, and she's been a marauder. And she's mowed down through former UFC champions. And she's the greatest of all time, as I said. But she's not getting her due. And I don't know if this hinting at retirement has to do with lack of respect or opportunity or opponents out there. But her partner and her wife, Nina Ansaroff, is pregnant, who is also a UFC fighter, is pregnant. So maybe this is the right time for her to take off and just reset, reflect, and gain a little weight. You know, she's been up and down in weight classes for the past couple of years. But maybe this is the perfect time to reset. Just recalibrate. This is my Jocko Willick. And just go from there. So it's it's sad. Maybe I'll do the article, Ike's Likes article next week on Amanda the Linus Nunes. So again, thank you guys for downloading, subscribing, liking, favoriting, double tapping, whatever uh, you do on LinkedIn. But thank you guys for the downloads and listens and views and everything. I have articles now. So there's audio, video, and print. So we got you covered, whatever you need. Thank you guys for all that. This is the, not the last Iktagon. Again, we're being brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. But I just hope the UFC doesn't step in and say, yo, this guy thinks he owns our symbol calls his name the Iktagon who the f- does this guy think he is but uh, that won't happen because the UFC knows better I'm not one of these uh these scrawny scared cowardice journalists that the UFC thinks they can bully I'm Ike freaking Feldman Ike the armbar mitzvah Feldman so they recognize you better recognize and you better download and subscribe and like and everything so thank you guys I'll talk to you next week fights to review next week shout outs to new york native shane burgos going against josh emmett that'll be an excellent fight but there will be fights to talk about next week so until next time later For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.